Welcome to the European Heart Journal Case Report Podcast 2021. I'm Dr. Ashwin Babu, Podcast Editor. Today, I'll be talking about a case report by Shiori Maruchi Kawakami, Kasuya Nagao, Takenori Kanesawa, and Tsukasa Inada from Osaka, Japan, titled Infective Endocarditis in Pregnancy Requiring Simultaneous Emergency Cesarean Section and Mitral Valve Replacement, a case report. Introduction Infective endocarditis in pregnancy is an extremely rare condition with a reported prevalence of 1 in 100,000 pregnancies. It is associated with significant mortality with a 33% maternal mortality rate and a 29% fetal mortality rate. The management of infective endocarditis in pregnancy remains similar to that of the non-pregnant patient. However, the timing of delivery of the fetus is critically important in achieving successful clinical outcomes for both the baby and the mother. The authors describe a case of infective endocarditis in pregnancy which was successfully treated with simultaneous cesarean section and mitral valve replacement. Summary of case report A 29-year-old woman in her 27th week of pregnancy presented with symptoms of acute respiratory distress. She initially had prodromal carotid symptoms of cough, fever and nasal discharge for which she received oral antibiotics. Her past medical history was significant for hypothyroidism and consequently was taken regular leave of thyroxine. On arrival to the hospital, her respiratory examination revealed a respiratory rate of 35 breaths per minute with an oxygen saturation of 94% on room air. Auscultation of the lungs demonstrated bilateral coarse crackles. Cardiovascular examination demonstrated tachycardia with a heart rate of 138 beats per minute and a blood pressure of 108 over 69. There was a systolic murmur heard loudest at the apex. Peripherally, there was no stigmata of infective endocarditis, but there was evidence of bilateral leg edema. Electrocardiogram displayed sinus tachycardia with complete right bundle branch block. Chest x-ray exhibited classical features of pulmonary edema. Blood tests showed elevated brain natriuretic peptide levels, C-reactive protein, and wide blood cell count. Transthoracic echocardiography revealed severe mitral regurgitation with a preserved left ventricular ejector fraction of 71%. Mobile vegetations of 1.5 cm and 2 cm were visible on the anterior and posterior mitral valve leaflets respectively, with prolapse of the anterior mitral valve leaflet. Echocardiography also exhibited significantly elevated pulmonary artery systolic pressures of 112 millimeters per mercury. Thus, a diagnosis of infective endocarditis leading to severe mitral regurgitation and subsequent acute pulmonary edema was suspected. However, a bacterial source was not identified by blood cultures and therefore the patient was started with empirical intravenous antibiotics. After a multidisciplinary team discussion involving both the cardiac and obstetric teams, it was decided that the patient should undergo simultaneous emergent mitral valve replacement and cesarean section. In the first instance, the patient underwent a cesarean section and a male infant weighing 1.2 kilograms was successfully delivered. Mitral valve surgery demonstrated vegetations in all leaflets except P1 and perforation of the anterior mitral valve leaflet. Mitral valve replacement with a biological prosthesis was implemented as the patient had plans for further children in the future. Histopathological examination of the mitral valve showed acute neutrophil dominant inflammation 
consistent with infective endocarditis. The patient made a swift recovery and was discharged from the ICU setting to the wards day one post-surgery. Nevertheless, echocardiography day six post-surgery showed a slightly reduced left ventricular ejector fraction of 41% with anterior wall motion abnormality. Coronary computed tomographic angiography showed occlusion of the mid-left anterior descending artery and distal right coronary artery, likely as a result of septic emboli. Myocardial perfusion scan revealed an irreversible ischemic defect in the infarcted area and, as the patient was pain-free, medical therapy with beta blockade and ACE inhibitors was initiated. Furthermore, patient also underwent magnetic resonance imaging of the brain, which showed multiple cerebral infarctions secondary to septic emboli. Given the absence of any neurological symptoms, no further treatments or examinations were performed. The patient was discharged on day 29 post-surgery and continues to do well without any cardiac or neurological symptoms one year after surgery. Finally, the neonate made an uneventful recovery and was subsequently discharged on day 95 of life. Discussion Infective endocarditis is defined as infection of the endocardial surface of the heart and most notably the valves. Those with the highest risk of infective endocarditis involve intravenous drug users, patients with a congenital heart defect, or prosthetic valves, or patients with a previous history of endocarditis. Typically, the modified DUCE criteria is used as a diagnostic tool to categorize the likelihood of a patient having endocarditis. However, the occurrence of endocarditis in pregnancy is rare, and such risk stratification tools may not be validated in this cohort of patients. Given the high fetal and maternal mortality rates associated with infective endocarditis in pregnancy, management strategies require careful consideration under a multidisciplinary team setting. The two main areas of concern is the timing of valvular intervention and delivery of the fetus. The indications for surgery for infective endocarditis in pregnancy is analogous to the non-pregnant patient. These include acute valvular regurgitation leading to heart failure, uncontrolled infection despite antibiotics, large vegetations, and embolism. With regards to complications resulting from endocarditis, heart failure is the most frequent. Other complications include systemic embolism, abscess formation, fistulae, and pseudoaneurysms. Ideally, the delivery of the fetus should be performed at a gestational age of 26 weeks or greater. Literature suggests that the survival rate increases from 28% to 85% when the fetus is delivered after this time period. In addition, cardiopulmonary bypass is associated with a high fetal mortality and therefore fetal delivery should precede any valvular intervention. Furthermore, if valvular surgery precedes the delivery of the baby, there is an increased risk of prosthetic valvular endocarditis during cesarean section as well as complications from the initiation of medications post-surgery such as warfarin. Another option is to carry out fetus delivery first and then perform cardiac surgery electively. However, the hemodynamic shifts from delivery may worsen the situation in an already unstable patient. Therefore, the authors describe a case of concurrent cesarean section and valvular replacement during the same surgery. This negates the risk associated with cardiopulmonary bypass on the fetus, as well as the unstable hemodynamic shifts from the delivery of the fetus. Conclusion Infective endocarditis complicating pregnancy is a rare event with a high fetal and maternal mortality rate. Therefore, thoughtful deliberation is required in a multidisciplinary setting to decide on the optimal timing for delivery of the fetus and further management of the valvular lesion.
The authors wanted to highlight the following learning points. 1. Infective endocarditis is a rare complication of pregnancy that causes acutely decompensated heart failure. 2. The timing of delivery and cardiopulmonary bypass depends on the maternal condition and fetal maturity. 3. Since infective endocarditis in pregnancy has a high risk of maternal and fetal morbidity and mortality, it needs to be managed by a multidisciplinary team in consideration of the maternal condition and fetal maturity. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References and the original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHACR for other interesting case reports. Music is computer by state shirts.